kids like you Maker of heaven Lord of the land And Lord of the sea Holy and true Faithful and able Lord of all time And eternity Let's uh, pray briefly Father, thank you Thank you that your spirit is already here and thank you in the name of Jesus that now you give us utterance and that your word comes with life, life. You breathe life into the words that I speak in the name of Jesus. Thank you, gracious Father. Thank you. And these words impact lives and transform lives and they do not return to you void in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Um, this morning, by the grace of God, we are looking at a passage of scripture. And uh, as I was looking at this passage, you know, the Lord began to uh, bring understanding to me um, in several in several segments. And I want to share with you some of those things that the Lord has brought. So we're in First Timothy chapter four. First Timothy chapter 4, uh, we read from verse 1 and then uh, skip a few verses and then read further to verse 8. Okay, so it says in verse 1, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, or this one says deceiving spirits, and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Now, if you jump down to verse 6, it says, if you instruct the brethren in these things, if you instruct the brethren in these things, it says, you will be a good minister um, of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. Verse 7, but reject profane and old wives' fables. And exercise yourself rather toward godliness. Exercise yourself toward godliness. Verse 7, or rather verse 8 now, say, but say, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. And finally, verse 9. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. In, in other words, this is not guesswork. This is not a suggestion. This is proven beyond doubt. It's a faithful, dependable, trustworthy saying and it is worthy of acceptance. It's worthy of your accepting it and practicing it and walking in the light of it. Praise the Lord. 
Okay. The first thing I'd like to point out in this passage, I'm looking at a training in godliness or profiting from godliness or the profit of godliness, training in godliness. But if you look at the passage, one of the things I try to do, I endeavor to do, um, is to look at scripture in context. A lot of people, and I think that this is responsible for uh, much of the false doctrine uh, going on in the body of Christ, uh, a lot of unbalanced teaching, they are coming because people are not looking at scripture in context. And you can actually use the Bible to preach and teach anything you like. Um, all you need to do is just to take it away from the context. And then, of course, um, it begins to uh, say what you want it to say. So if you look at the context of this passage, you will notice that the context of this passage is the end times. And it, this dawned on me while I was you know, preparing to share this with you. You see, if you jump to um, exercise yourself toward godliness, godliness is profitable. If you just jump to that part, you will have truth, but not all the truth that the Spirit of God wanted to convey in this particular uh, uh, teaching here. So the first thing we see is that verse 1, the Spirit expressly says, the, the, in the latter times, and these are the latter times, in fact, the a new Living Translation says, in the last times, the Amplified here says, but the Holy Spirit distinctly and expressly declares that in the latter times, some will turn away from the faith, giving attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines that demons teach. And then you have several other uh, components of this doctrine the hypocrisy. Um, it says they will be speaking lies in hypocrisy. They will have their consciences seared with a hot iron. And then several other things. They will, they will be holding the truth in unrighteousness. Imagine that these are people, when he says some will depart from the faith, Notice that you cannot depart from a place where you are not present. You know, if you press the screen of your this Zoom meeting that we are having right now, there is a button at the top right-hand corner that says leave. In other words, if you want to depart from the meeting, if you want to leave from this meeting, you press that button, then it will confirm, and then you press, and then you leave. The reason you can leave is because you were in the meeting. So you cannot be departing from the faith if you were not in the faith. This is very important. You, you don't depart from a place where you are not present. So the Bible says a lot of people are going to depart from the faith. And we are told that they will be giving heed, they will begin to listen to seducing spirits and doctrines that are taught and sponsored by demons. And then they will be speaking lies in hypocrisy. So they are going to be hypocritical. You know, and when, when the Bible says they will depart from the faith. Oh, oh, thank you, Jesus. When the Bible says they will depart from the faith, please pay attention. It doesn't say they will depart from the church. You see, you, you must pay attention to what the Bible says. Don't, you don't, this scripture does not say, the Spirit says they will depart from the church. 
He says they will depart from the faith. And when they depart from the faith, notice the hypocrisy. So it suggests that they will still be in the church, but they have departed from the faith. They have traveled far away from the sound biblical faith of scripture. And now they are doing something else, something very different. But they are in the church, but they have departed from the faith. Do you know that somebody can be preaching on the pulpit, but he has departed from the faith? I'll give you an example. Further in 1 Timothy, the servant of God told the, uh, the Timothy, his protege, protege, he said, Timothy, if anybody does not provide for his own household, he said, the person, he said, if, if, especially for those of his own household, if anybody does not provide for his family, especially for those of his own household, he says, that person has denied the faith and is worse than a non-believer. But notice, the person did not deny the church. The person is still in the church, but is not providing for his own household. He's not fulfilling the faith. So the Bible says he has denied the faith. So to deny the faith, you don't have to deny church. To depart from the faith, you don't have to depart from church. You see, the tragedy of today is that you have a lot of people who are in the church, but they are not in the faith. They are not in the faith of scripture. They have this kind of faith that you use to collect something. You see, some people think that faith is what you use to collect something from God. You know, when you have a problem, then you do, you know, they say you need faith. So you muster up the faith so that you can receive the blessing that you are looking for. No, 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 no. The faith talks about the entirety of the truth that Jesus brought and represents. The entirety of the truth that the apostles taught and practiced. That is the faith. It's not just something, a switch you turn on when you have a problem so that you can collect something from God. So, it's possible to depart from the faith and the Bible said they'll be speaking lies in hypocrisy. Having their own conscience seared. So, it's possible to have a conscience that is seared. What do you mean by that, Brother Ferdinand? It means that this conscience does not feel anymore. This conscience is, is cauterized, to use a medical term, is, is burnt. And when you touch it, it's no longer tender. Things don't touch it. When the Spirit of God is trying to bring conviction, there is no conviction. The person can do anything and get away with it. You know, it doesn't bat an eyelid. You can watch any movie and your, your mind doesn't tell you anything. Because, you see, you used to be tender before, but now you, you, you are the conscience is seared. You can scream at your wife and there is no sign of repentance, you know, because, you know, you, you, you've done these things so much and so often. There are, there are men that they are in church, but they cheat on their wives and they don't feel anything. They just continue with their life and they are, they are in the church. Are they in the, are they in the faith? No, oh, the fact that you are in the church does not mean that you are in the faith. This is a serious, I've never heard what I'm telling you now. I've never heard it. I'm speaking to you by the Spirit of God that it's possible to be in the church and you have departed from the faith. And how do you know? It's through these signs. When somebody is speaking lies, he said, well, you know, my friend, you know, you have to, God understands. God does not understand liars. God does not understand liars because they are going to have their part in the lake of fire. So if you are telling lies in business or in relationships or other areas, you have departed from the faith because the faith is the truth. Hypocrisy, seared conscience, 
and then all of these other things that are there. Can you imagine? You borrowed money. Somebody borrowed money from somebody. There's somebody like that here now. You borrowed money from somebody. And for a long time, you have not paid the person. And you are not feeling anything. You don't, you don't even talk to the person. You are, are you in the faith? Because if the Holy Spirit is working in your life, you can't... I, I can imagine me. I, I, I can't sleep. If I close my eyes to pray, the first thing that will come in front of me will be that matter until I resolve it. So, all of these things tell us the context in which the servant of God gave the instruction that he gave to Timothy. So now, look now in verse 7. So he now says, Reject profane and old wives' fables and tales, but exercise yourself toward godliness. So, the point I'm trying to make is that this instruction to train yourself in godliness. In fact, let me read it to you from the New Living Translation, which I have right here. Uh, it says in verse 7, it says, Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. In other words, you know, the Bible is amazing. And I find that it is in the, I am being told to train myself to be godly because I am in the last days when all of these things are taking place. You see, if we are not in the last days and deceivers and seducing spirits are not the way they are, if um, uh, iniquity was not abounding and wickedness was not everywhere, maybe if you were living in the Garden of Eden before the fall, Godliness will be easy. You don't have to exercise. You don't have to train. It, it will be automatic. You know, once you are born again, you praise the Lord, you just continue like that, and then, glory to God, you are godly. No, Yoruba will say, Iro, Iro, it doesn't work like that. So, because we are in the end times, when all of these things are multiplied, what is our guarantee of victory? It says, train yourself to be godly. But notice before he gave the instruction about training yourself to be godly, he told the servant of God, he said, there are certain things you should not waste your time with. He said, don't waste your time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Don't waste your time. Don't consume. And I have never seen a time wasting generation like this one. I said, I've never seen a generation that squanders time like this one. And you know, some people say time is money. You know, you're making a mistake. Time is not money. Time is life measured in seconds. I said, time is life measured in seconds. Do you know that if somebody lived for 80 years, you can actually break down those 80 years into seconds. How do you do that? 80 times 365 to get the thing in days. Times 24 to get it in hours. Times 60 to get it in minutes. Times 60. And you will have the total number of seconds that somebody lived. So when you are wasting time, you are wasting your life. You are wasting life. And for you to be wasting time in the end time, Wow. 
that's it. I think that that is. If you are wasting, imagine that you are you are playing football and you are wasting time in the extra time. That is a wrong situation. You don't want to do that. If you are doing that in the early part of the game, it's okay, but not in the latter times. So, what are the things that are wasting your time? And we are told some of them. He said, "Old wives' tales, endless fables." And let me mention one of them where those things are flying. They are flying around on the internet. How much time are you spending on the internet? When you stay on the internet, are you producing or are you consuming? There are two things you can do on the internet. Listen closely. It's either you are producing or you are consuming. And if all you are doing on the internet is to consume, you will be poor in life. That's not a curse. It's just an economic principle. Consumers feed on what producers produced, so the producers prosper at the expense of consumers. So if on the internet, all you are doing is consuming content, and you are not producing content. Now, if you are consuming content to produce insight inside your person, in other words, you are consuming content in the form of training, it's understandable. You are, you are profiting. You are making profit. But if you are just consuming barren, fruitless, useless content, people send you a video. Can you imagine? Somebody send me a video. This video is like one hour long. Sometimes 30 minutes. They, they do it. They send me. They say, Brother what do you think of this? Is it, can you imagine me watching a, a one hour video so I can tell you what I think? I don't have the time for such trash. You that watched it, tell me what you... Just ask me the question. I will tell you what I understand from scripture. Not watch one of these flimsy conspiracy videos for one hour. So I can answer, I can tell you what I think. What will you do with what I think? How will it help you? And I will have spent one and a half hours trying to tell you what I think. Train yourself to be godly. Train yourself. Say, don't consume your time. Some of those chat groups where people are like, quack, 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 I'm wondering, I say, what do those, these people, don't they have any other work to do? Train yourself to be godly. Now, that brings me to the core of what I'm sharing, and I will stop as our time allows. Notice that it talks about godly. What does it mean to be godly? Godly means like God. Train yourself to be like God. Wow! What a task. What an assignment. Somebody is looking for a job. This is the biggest job in the universe. Train yourself to be godly. What a tall order. What a call. You mean I can be like God? You see, when you are born again, you have been recreated in the image of God. But practically, you need to grow in God-likeness. You need to grow in resembling God. And this godliness is multidimensional. I said it's multidimensional, meaning that being like God includes being like God in character, in holiness, in thought. Imagine if you were thinking like God. How would you think? Imagine if you were holy like God. How would you live? Okay, now, here is the other part. Being like God includes also walking in the God kind of power and authority. It also includes, imagine if God was in a storm. Will God be troubled? Will he be fearful? If I am like God, it means that if Jesus is sleeping in the storm, I can put my head beside him and we also sleep together. 
If I am like God, will I be afraid of tomorrow? If I am like God, I will walk in love. Imagine that I was to love like the God who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Will I be having crisis with my wife or with my husband? Train yourself to be godly. So being like God is a comprehensive transformation that recreates us and moves us forward in the likeness of our Father God. It's not a one, you know, just be holy. Don't commit sin. Don't commit sin. No, 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 no. Not committing sin is, is a, a, a fundamental component of the character of God. God is not thinking of, I'm not going to commit sin. He's thinking of the things he commits. He cannot be tempted with evil. So if I am like God, do you know if I'm like God, it means that when I see temptation, instead of, instead of it being a temptation, it becomes an irritation. Do you know that the things that are and a temptation to you are an irritation to some other people. It's the truth. So if I am like God, it means that sin will have no dominion over me. If I am like God, it means faith. Imagine that you have faith like God. Imagine that you had so much faith that when you speak a word, your, what you said will come to pass, just like the one God said comes to pass. We have been told to train ourselves to be like that. So, this is the big assignment of the Christian life. And I want to recruit you this morning for this training. And then, notice the other word being used is a training. It's a training. Exercise yourself. And then, for you to see that we are really talking about exercise here, the next verse now, which is the final part I will speak on and then draw to a close. The next verse now says, physical training is good. Physical exercise is good. It's profitable for a short while, for a little. You know, some Christians use, uh, you know, this scripture to say, well, you see, physical exercise is not important. Don't say that. That's not what the Bible is talking about. When he says it profits for a little, the little there is not little in size, it's little in duration. So, now, by the way, don't forget that your, your physical body, which you exercise when you do physical exercise your physical body houses your spirit do you understand your physical body houses the real you inside that is going to be godly so if you neglect your physical body do you understand then of course even your inner man that is inside will not be strong please listen you must attend to your body physical exercise is very important I want to charge all of you that are listening to me. Attend to your body. Somebody, you are eating too much. You are eating junk. You are not exercising. You are not taking any work. You are not sweating. I hear some preachers say, you will never sweat again. Stop. Don't say amen to that prayer. Because you need sweat. You need physical sweat. The, the U.S. Marines, the U.S. Marines, they have a saying. They say, the more you sweat in peace the less you will bleed at war. <laughs> the more you sweat in peace, the less you will bleed at war. So make sure you do some exercise that makes your heart to pound, makes you to sweat at least four or five times every week. Take a brisk walk. I don't mean strolling. I mean poop, 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 walk so that you can exercise. Your heart will be strong. Your, some of the things that you are praying for healing about if you begin to exercise and pay attention to what you're eating, your health will improve. You will be strong. 
So physical exercise is profitable. Don't dismiss it. I try to exercise myself, you understand, as much as I can and as much as, you know, the things I do will allow. So I want to encourage you to, you know, cultivate that habit. It's a habit. He said, well, brother, now you don't understand. You know where I live, I cannot take a walk. You can run on the spot in your room. You can do press-ups. There are all kinds of things. You can just be jumping for 30 minutes. You can do Zumba. Put the music and be dancing and be kicking the air. Before you know it, 30, 45 minutes, you're sweating and you, you'll be losing weight. You will be strong. You will be trim. This is not a time for extra baggage, including physically. Then the next thing we are now being told, he says, he says, physical training is good, but training for godliness is profitable. Say to yourself, godliness is profitable. Godliness is profitable. Godliness is profitable. And godliness is profitable in two massive dimensions. The time dimension and the eternal dimension. Godliness is profitable, he says, because it has promise for the life that now is and then for the life that is to come. You see, godliness is profitable. Don't let somebody tell you that, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you follow God, you will not get this, you will not get that. Liar, liar, liar. Who owns this planet? Eh? The, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Don't let anybody tell you that if you do your business in a profit, in a, in a holy and righteous way, you are not cutting corners and you are not cheating anybody. You are not padding anything. You are telling the truth that you will not prosper. Who told you? Excellence can never be unemployed. I said excellence can never be unemployed. Eh? Godliness is profitable. Don't let the devil. You see, one of the lies that the devil tells, he said, look, if you continue like this, you will never marry. Get away. Which type of husband are you going to get away from Christ? Eh? Godliness is profitable. You see, the, the modern church and the preachers, some preacher thinks that if you preach godliness, you won't have church members. Do you want to have church members in time and have them go to hell on the other side? Are you gathering them for this place or for the other side? He said, well, if you tell them, they will run away. If you tell them what, they will run away. Jesus told the truth. People run away. You want to be better than Christ? Godliness is profitable. Believe the present day Christian needs to be convinced personally. See, if you are not convinced that something is profitable, you will not grow in that thing. You don't chase something that doesn't have profit. Godliness is profitable. It has promise for the time that now is. So it's not just when we get to heaven. Oh, come and hear the Bible. We say, I have been young and now I am getting older. He said, but I've never, never, never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. In this, in here, he said, the righteous shall inherit the earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. See, convince yourself that godliness is profitable. If you don't do that, you will not separate yourself from sin. You will not separate yourself from the foolishness that people are... Some, some believers, you spend more time on your appearance than you spend. You want to... You see, instead of wanting to be like God, you want to be like celebrities. You want to resemble some people you see in these uh, glamour and glamorized, immoralized magazines. You know, how they look, the way they make their face, the kind of clothes they wear, the way they pose when they take selfie. What is all this trash? I don't have time for this nonsense. I want to be like God. And godliness is profitable 
he has promise for the life that now is and this is the greatest one by far you see in the life that is to come eternal life can you imagine when you, it is when you stand before god in eternity that you will know that without holiness nobody will see god and of course we can know that now and grow in that okay now the final thing i want to say is that this is a training it's a training when you are undergoing a training it's not hit and run you stay with it and you know we we're discussing this in my family the other day and my son <laughs> my son my son does a lot of exercise if you see him he's bigger than me he's six foot plus and uh, he, he 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 said something because he exercises his feet he said that for different aspects of of your body you need different types of training for example he told me he said you cannot be lifting dumbbells and expect to have you know a six-pack abdomen you know the one they call six-pack <laughs> when you see all those muscles taut like that and the person looks very fit see you don't if all i'm doing is i'm 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 doing dumbbells i cannot have a six-pack if what i am doing is i am doing um uh, a certain exercise i cannot have a benefit see the, the point here is that so it means that for different aspects of godliness you also require different types of training this is so important in fact when he said it i'd never heard anything like that and it blessed me for different aspects of godliness i'll give you a simple example and i will stop do you know that holiness purity living a holy life requires training the training you need for that is important. But do you know that generosity, for instance, financial abundance, if you are to be like God, as far as, can you imagine that you are godly with money, with wealth? See, godliness is not just the avoiding sin. Godliness includes prosper. Can you imagine that you are prospering like God? You have what God has. You are as rich. You are rich like God. Hallelujah to the Son of God. Glory. Glory to the name of Jesus Christ. This is what we are called to. Stop playing church. Get, get, we are, we are called to something serious. Why can you preach this, Brother Ferdinand? Because the riches of Christ, they belong to you. But you are not training yourself. So because you are not training yourself in these different dimensions of godliness, the Bible looks as if it is powerless. God wants you to prosper like his children. You are the child of a king. Why should you be begging? But if you try to do it in a crooked, carnal, worldly way, it will not work. Glory to the name of Jesus Christ. So, okay, so I was saying, if you are going to train yourself now for, to prosper like God, you see, you need some kind of exercise. I'll give an example. You will need to give. That's a part of the training. You will have to train yourself. If you used to be tight-fisted, you will learn to give. Because that training... The, that giving component is required for you to grow in that aspect. I don't know if you are following the point here. Here is a simple thing. You need different kinds of training to cultivate different kinds aspects of godliness. And God calls us to all of them. So this morning, by the grace of God, I have shared with you that we are in the end times. Remember where we started. That's the context. Hmm? And some people will depart from the faith. They will still be in the church, but they've departed from the faith. And then they will be listening to strange doctrines flying around. And they will be telling lies. They will be hypocritical. 
they'll be doing all kinds of things their conscience is seared but while they are doing what they are doing you and i have a glorious invitation he said train yourself to be godly exercise yourself to godliness why are we being told that they say because godliness is profitable godliness is profitable both for the life that now is and for the life that is to come in jesus name so i'd like us to bow our head to pray oh father thank you thank you i want you to pray say to yourself godliness is profitable godliness is profitable say keep saying it godliness is profitable father thank you godliness is profitable who has more profits than god do you know that god is the most profitable person in the universe he owns the whole show so if you are like him you also make god-sized profits hey <laughs> godliness is profitable father godliness father thank you for this revelation godliness is profitable godliness is not a burden godliness is not a curse godliness will not reduce you it will increase you oh father we praise you we receive this word into our hearts in the name of jesus now pray for yourself that you will exercise physically pray for yourself like that first before we get to this other part father in the name of jesus we take responsibility for our bodies we take responsibility see your body is the temple of the holy spirit and you are responsible to look after that temple father in the name of jesus we take responsibility for our bodies we take responsibility to look after your temple and lord we receive perfect health in our mortal body i rebuke every sickness every affliction in your body live in jesus name father in the name of jesus christ let your healing power touch every viewer every person in this prayer meeting this morning let you from the from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet receive now in jesus name father thank you that for 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 zeal and motivation father to to grow and be strong in our mortal bodies in the name of jesus christ now pray for yourself to exercise yourself in godliness pray for yourself say i will be godly lord i accept this instruction my training has started do you know that waking up by 4 a.m to pray is part of the training it's part your body wants to sleep but you are up to pray you are training yourself if you are not doing that you won't be here now this morning to listen to this message pray for yourself lord i will continue to train myself in godliness no matter what other people are doing in the name of jesus in this end times i will continue to train myself in godliness oh and you will make the profit of godliness both in this life and in the life to come father in the name of jesus let's pray together father in the name of jesus thank you for my brothers and sisters thank you father for you know the war room of zion as this group is called thank you father for this time to share thank you for the entrance of your word into our hearts father we receive instruction this morning we ask that this word will abide in our hearts in the name of jesus we ask that father beginning now we are going to increase in training ourselves in whatever is necessary you provided us the tools you've given us the equipment the word of god your presence you have given us the body of christ you've given us you know practical things that we can do you know good works uh, uh, you know ministry to exercise ourselves you have given us access into your presence lord we receive all of these provisions and we now begin to grow in the word of god we grow in the place of prayer we grow in character in transformation we grow in responsibility in our relationships we grow to resemble you more and more 
in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask that, Father, in every dimension, as your children, we will be like you. You said, imitate God as children imitate their father. Lord, we take up this instruction and we walk in the light of it in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory and praise be to your name. In the name of Jesus, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lift up the light of his countenance upon you. Give you his peace. Increase you in godliness and in every other area of life. There really is no other area of life. Increase you in godliness and perfect all that concerns you. To the glory of his name and to your joy and to the blessing of many. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Bye-bye. Lord of the land and Lord of the sea.